episode 45 coming at ya and today we are talking about one of my favorite topics how you can grow your business with events welcome to the brand builders love podcast we're learning how to create an epic brand find the right marketing strategies and building your business is a constant evolution classroom and lab each week we'll be diving into all things branded marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea hey hey welcome back to the podcast I just want to say that if you are in Melbourne, I hope that you have been coping with the heat. It's 37 again today, and I have been lucky enough to be in a co-working space most of the day, but wowza, is it hot. And now, (laughs) here I am recording this week's podcast. So if I seem a little bit listless, it's just because of the heat, but I'm still going to bring it to you this week and give you some great tips on how you can build your brand with events. This was a special request on Insta Stories. Thanks for requesting this. You know who you are. Uh, but I also know that through my tips series on Instagram, on events, I've had some really great feedback, lots of questions. So I know that this is a topic that quite a lot of my community want to know more about so that maybe you can start using events to grow your business. Now, if this is your first time listening to the Brand Builders Lab, welcome. Amazing to have you here. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, and this podcast is brought to you by The Connection Exchange, where we help you get confident to build a bold brand so that you and your business are swimming in the sea of sameness, which of course you do not want to do. Now, I just want to do a big shout out to Emily Osman, who was my guest on last week's podcast. The feedback on that podcast episode, which was seven more advanced strategies that you can be using on Instagram in 2019, went off. And I think that's kind of an understatement. I have been inundated with messages, Insta story shout outs. So thank you to my community who do share uh, when they are listening to the podcast. I got so much out of that episode. I know that you did. So if you haven't listened to it, make sure that you check out last week's podcast. It was a doozy and I'm super excited. Em's going to actually be a guest speaker at our first Exchange of Women in Business Breakfast, which is happening on the 13th of March in South Yarra, Melbourne. Uh, 2019, of course, depending on when you're listening to this. But yeah, if you are in Melbourne, make sure you grab your ticket. That's going to be a fun breakfast. But today we are going to be talking about how you can build your business with events. And I have got so many tips for you that I don't want to wait any longer. So I just think we should just dive in. Are you ready? Let's go. So let's talk about why you would run an event. Now, I think that a lot of people like, well, you know, obviously it would be fun to do, but there are so many great business reasons why you would run an event. Positioning yourself as an expert in your field is probably one of the big ones. So if you are a service-based business, for example, or even a product-based business, running events that obviously are specific to your topic, what you do, what you're here to teach, and if you're promoting that everywhere, then it positions you as somebody in the know when it comes to that topic because you are putting yourself out there, you're running events to teach people those particular skills 
or strategies, whatever it is that you're talking about. So running events can really position you as an expert in your field. It is also obviously an amazing way for you to build your community and connect in person at a local level too. So obviously if you do online business, then you could be running online events like webinars or summits. And so really looking at where is my audience? uh, Where do I want to show up? And how do I want to build that community, whether it's online or offline is something to really think about. But running events are such a great way for you to, what I like to say, press the flesh and say hi to people, eyeball them, get to know them, build relationships with them. Because if you do that, then it can also obviously have an overflow effect to other things that you're doing in your business. Obviously, it can also position you as a speaker. Now, I obviously run lots of events. As you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, I have a goal in 2019 to speak at 30 events. Can I just update you on that? I am just over halfway there, which is pretty exciting. So I'm booked in for 16 events this year and still open to more. So if you're running an event, let me know. But that can obviously really position you as a speaker too, because if you're running all day events, if you're running conferences, things like that, then nine times out of 10, I'm guessing that you're feeling fairly confident to run those events, to speak about what it is that you're speaking about. And so that then instills confidence from other people in you that this is something that you could do, meaning you could potentially speak at their event. Another reason why you might run events is to build and grow your list. Now, once again, building my list is a big thing on my agenda this year, a big goal for me. And so online events have been great for that. So running webinars has been fantastic for building my list, building that trust. And so really looking at how you can do that as well with people that are relevant to your business. So obviously running a local event, Uh, means that you will be connecting with local people. So if you are running a local business where you're looking for people who are in your area, then that is a great way to obviously connect and grow your list as well. And another reason why events could be good for you is because you do build that know, like, and trust factor when you do run events, it can also allow you to then upsell premium offers in the right environment or for format uh, so that if somebody wants to go deeper with what it is you talk about and teach then obviously that's their opportunity to kind of get a taster of what it is that you do and how you do it at your event which might be one or two or three hour workshop and then if they want to do more with you they can either attend more events they can obviously book you as you know their coach or book you as their copywriter or, or whatever else it is that you do So have a think about what that could potentially lead to as well. Another reason why I really love to run my own events is that I have control over the experience. We're going to talk a little bit more about experience as we go on, but this is a big one for me because I talk about brand experience all the time. It is something that I'm really particular about. I want my workshops to be in a certain setting. I like certain food. I want them to have a certain experience. So that's really important. Whereas if you do speak at other people's events, then you're kind of a little bit at the mercy of the organizer as far as the experience, the level that the 
workshop or the event is positioned at, you don't really have control over that, which is why it is important if you are looking to be a speaker at another event or collaborate on an event that you do also take a look and make sure that there is some brand alignment there as well as far as the brand experience goes. So those are just some reasons on why I think it is worthwhile to run events. Now, the next tip here is around events with purpose. So why you're running your event, you know, what is it that you're wanting to achieve? Think about it and get really clear on what it is you want to do. And what I mean by that is, is the purpose of your event, is it just a branding exercise? Is it to have a profitable event? Is it to build your community? Is it to test out content? Like what is it that you're trying to do? Why are you doing it? And I want you to really sit and think about it. Like what is the outcome that you want? If you think I'm going to run events and make a whole lot of money, then I might have to break it to you that events usually, especially when you're starting out, don't usually make a huge amount of money because it costs a lot to run good events. Now, if you're running cheap events, then obviously you've also got to think about the fact that you can't charge a huge amount for a cheap event because then you're not giving the experience that people are paying for. So you've just got to think about the cost of your event, how much people are going to pay for the ticket and how much it costs you to run that event as well. So really think about what the purpose of your event is. Sit and work out what you want for your attendees. What is it that you really want to give them? What is it that, you know, what problem are you solving for them? Why would they come to your event? What is the outcome they're going to have? What are they going to walk away with? You know, so really think about that and write it down. I would highly recommend you sit and you write down the purpose of this event is to do A, B and C. What I want my attendees to get out of this is X, Y, and Z. Who is this for? And, you know, what will they walk away with? So be really clear on that because then you can obviously use that copy and that information in your sales page. Because there are so many events around now, I think it's really important for us to articulate as much as possible what the opportunity is for people when they come to an event. The other thing I also want to give you a tip on is don't use language that doesn't mean anything. And I know that might sound really bizarre, but I read event copy all the time where after I've read it, I'm still at a loss as to what the event is about, what the outcomes are and who this event is for. So be really clear with the language that you use. And hopefully if you understand what your purpose is, who your ideal clients are and what they're going to get out of it, then your copy should be clear as well. Tip number three is really looking at how you plan for success. So once again, what will they get out of the day and what is the problem that you're solving? Because hopefully your event is solving a problem. It could be connection, it could be loneliness, it could be health, it could be fun, it could be education, but just be able to 
articulate what the problem is that you're solving. So for me, even with my breakfast, I'll say we always have a lot of fun. You'll connect with other amazing women in business, but is there is also an educational element to it. Like you will walk away with more knowledge than what you came with. We have very practical and actionable speakers who give great content. You get a hot breakfast, amazing coffee, you know, fun ladies to connect with. So really describe the experience and think about how you can do that in your planning process. Not only are you really looking at what is the experience that they're going to have, but you also want to think about how you want to make them feel when they come to your event as well. So this is something that I did when I was running my Epic conference was, what do I want people to say at the end of the day when it comes to my event? Like if If they're standing in a huddle talking about the event and I'm not there, what are the things that I want them to say? And for me, it was like, oh my gosh, what an amazing venue. The speaker lineup was awesome. The food was so beautiful. I love standing on this deck, looking over Melbourne, drinking champagne. I met some amazing people. I made some pretty awesome contacts. I felt really connected and like I was part of the community. Uh, Like those are the things I wanted people to say. And so I almost reverse engineered it by thinking, well, how do I make that experience happen? As I always say, never leave brand experience to chance. Craft it, work out every element of it, reverse engineer it and make it a deliberate action that you have, especially when you are running and delivering events. So really think about how do I want them to feel at the end of the event and what do I want them to be saying when I'm not there? So really think about your target audience as well and what kind of event they want and how you can talk to those people that you really want at the event. So, you know, I'm looking at businesses who are, you know, two to five to seven years who are doing really well. They are happy to invest say three, four, five hundred dollars on an all-day conference where they get a, an amazing experience, a amazing lineup of speakers, uh, and they're looking for something that is, you know, above average, something that is exceptional. So how am I going to target those people? Where am I placing my ads? What's the language I'm using? Are the images that I'm using and the design that I'm using going to capture their attention? And really you should know what captures your ideal client's attention, what sort of quality of images, quality of content and copy is really going to, you know, attract them as well. When you're planning your events, you know, as I said before, do you have an upsell? Is there something that you want to provide to them on the day? And how will you prepare for that? So really think about how am I giving a whole lot of value and opportunity and connection, but what is it that I want to offer too? So this is once again, coming back to not being afraid to ask for the sell, but you've got to do it in the right way. You know, people hate going to events where they're constantly sold at. So you've really got to do almost like a 90, 10, 80, 20 rule where you are letting people know about what the opportunities are to work with you, things that you've got coming up, anything they can opt into, additional information they can get. But obviously you've got a lot of great content that they're getting 
in that particular workshop or at that particular event anyway, even if they don't opt into those things. So when you're planning for success, those are key things to think about. Now, the other thing I just want to say is all of this is going to be in the show notes. So if you want to go and take a look at that, then you can as well, if you happen to be walking the dog or driving in your car. Now, the next point is around the nuts and bolts of the event. Now, this is a big one, and I did give a tip on this Uh, on Instagram as well is around venues. And I'm really particular about this because I've learned a lot from running events about what I need to understand and know when it comes to venues. Now, I have to say that this can obviously be a little bit more tricky with higher end venues and bigger venues because their terms of business can be really strict. So you really need to understand it. So when it comes to venues, one thing I would say is do your research. So ask for referrals from people that you know and see if anybody's used an event space that they really loved, that they thought, you know, worked really well, where the people who were running the event space are really lovely, etc. So I always ask for referrals first and then I also do my own research. So when it comes to venues, make sure you get their agreement and understand the fine print. So they will have terms of business and I would highly recommend, especially if you're running like an all day event or a conference or anything like that, read the fine print or even an evening event as well. If it's in a cafe or bar or restaurant, read the fine print. Um, Really understand what you're committing to and don't assume anything. They are a business. If you don't have a relationship with them, then they may, you know, just treat you like another business. You are just going to have to you know, toe the line with whatever it is that they want to do. So you really need to ask the questions. The onus is on you to understand what that agreement is. So key questions that you can ask are things like, what's the minimum spend for the day or the night? And make sure you're super clear on that. So the minimum spend, if you have this event venue for the whole day is $5,000 or $10,000. Questions like, does catering come into that amount of money as well. So, you know, whatever you're spending, whether you're getting catering from them or anything else, does that spend, is it included in the minimum spend? Know the cancellation policy and the dates that you can't, you know, that if you cancel, there will be a percentage that you might have to pay. So if you cancel within 30 days or 90 days of the booking, then you have to pay 10% of the total amount. If you cancel within 60 days, you have to pay, Um, spend 30% of the total amount. And if you cancel within 30 days, you forfeit up to 50%. So it's really important to know those cancellation fees as well, uh, because they can really take you by surprise if you don't know what they are. What's the bump in and bump out time? So what time can you get in before the event so that you can organize things? So obviously you don't want to say to everybody, come to the event at nine o'clock and they only let you in at nine. So you've had no time to set up and then understand their bump out time. So, you know, you don't want to say, well, the event goes till nine and they shut at nine. So you don't have time to pack down. Um, And then also just really take a look at all of your costs. So if you're running a sizable event, then make sure you have a really clear spreadsheet on all of your costs for the event. So it could be food, promo materials, goodie bags, audio visual, 
Does, do you need insurance on the space as well? You need to ask that question. Are there lots, you know, are there lots of other things that you need to pay for? You might be paying your speakers. For my big events, I pay my speakers, I pay their travel costs, uh, their flights, their accommodation, all that sort of thing. You know, what's your marketing budget gonna be for the event as well? Uh, and then really look at, before you talk about launch, put any event out there, get all of your costs into a spreadsheet. Um, you know, make sure that you understand how much your food's going to be, beverages, all the rest of it, and then work out how much would a ticket be. And then decide, is that a price that people would be willing to pay for this type of event? So if you're running a two-hour event, but your ticket's going to cost $400, you've got to really take a look and say, well, is that something that people are willing to pay or not? Now, there are certain businesses that run two-hour events and charge $220, uh, but they obviously have the size and potentially the speaker power behind them to warrant that, where people are willing to pay that. Uh, so you've just got to think about that as well. And I guess if you are running larger events, you also do need to have a think about if you are paying a speaker a lot of money, and I'm talking about I've paid some speakers up to $10,000, do they have the pool power to cover that cost with their brand associated with your event? Yeah, so you've really got to also think about that if you are running a larger event. You've really got to think about if I pay this person this much money to speak, will I be able to recoup that because they've got a big enough community or they've got a big enough brand where people absolutely will pay premium to see them. So I think that's really important. The next little tip is around partners and promotion. So think about who you may wanna partner with to promo your event as well. I've connected with other women in business groups to see if they wanted to, for example, get a table at one of my conferences at a discounted rate, and then they have a promo code just for their community so that it's very specific to them. And if they get a table of 10, then they all get like a 20% discount on their ticket, which is great because then you're accessing another community, which you, I assume, you know that that's a target audience for you uh, and you're selling in bulk as well, which is great. Also think as promotion as a long game. So you have to really be persistent and not give up. If you run an event and nobody comes, that's okay, do it again. Because you could be in a brand build phase, yeah? So it might cost you more to market, you might have to talk about it a lot more, but you'll get there eventually. And I think it really is people who are persistent and try lots of different types of promotion that actually are successful when it comes to events. And the other thing I wanna say is follow up, follow up, follow up. If people have said that they're interested in an event, then follow up with them. If somebody has said that they're interested on Facebook um, in an event that I'm running and I might be a little bit low on numbers, then I will message them and say, hey, I just wanted to check if you were still coming, etc." So don't be afraid. I think you've got to be really tenacious when you're doing events uh, and not, I guess, you know, <laughs> give, give up too quickly. Another big one for me is invitation marketing. So, you know, if I've spoken to someone, they're like, oh my gosh, I saw that event. I would so love to come to it. The next time I'm running that event, I'm sending them an email or message saying, hey, just wanted to let you know this date is coming up. I know you said you were interested and I wanted to let you know about it. But I do want to say use all of your channels to promote and over promote. So describe who should have uh, attend the event so that people are really clear 
Use the event ticket link wherever you can so that it's super easy for them to book and they don't have to go looking for your event ticket link as well. And the other thing is use different images so that you can keep things fresh because I think if you just use the same image all the time, people kind of become a little bit blind to it uh, and it doesn't have as much effect as you would like it to have. And the other thing is use testimonials where you can. So if you've run events before and people have had an amazing time, I would be using those testimonials everywhere. Now on my events page, I've got loads of testimonials from people who have attended breakfast, conferences, workshops, because the brand experience is really important to me. And I want other women to know that if they come to my event, they won't be standing alone. You know, they will have people to talk to, that they're fun and they're beautiful and they are worth coming to. So make sure you are really on the front foot when it comes to promoting the food. Like think about the images, lots of photos of the event space, lots of photos of any goodie bags, things like that. But be really clear on what it is that they're coming to, what the opportunity is for them, what they're going to get on the day and make sure that you are using really amazing visuals because we buy with our eyes. Okay. And the other thing is, is obviously if you create a Facebook event, then be inviting people that you think are going to be relevant to coming to that event as well. Uh, And the other thing that I do is I actually ask people who are in my community who are coming to the event or who are just good friends to share it as well if I know that they've got some great connections, okay? So really have a think about that as well. Now, the last tip I've got for you is really around post-event. So the follow-up is super important. Obviously, you've thought about the purpose. Why am I having this event? You've thought about who it's for and how you're going to craft that brand experience. You've thought about all of the planning and what's going to happen on the day and what the experience is going to be like. And now don't just let it all go and kind of wave them goodbye as they walk out the door and then that's it. Make sure you have a strategy around your follow-up. So what do you want people to do after the event? Do you want them to book into the next event? Do you want them to join a Facebook group? Do you want them to connect for anything else? You know, do you have a sales funnel that you're putting people into that's relevant to the event that they attended? So obviously don't do things that are irrelevant, but you know, sort of say to them, it was amazing to have you there. I just wanted to follow up with some of our speakers links and also invite you to this Facebook group so you can connect with the community. Um, And if you've got any other questions, let me know. Here are other events that are coming up. So it can be a really great flow as well. So think about how you are creating consistency with your communication after the event so that people are still excited to continue to connect with you and grow with your business. Obviously, the, the one of the best things you can do is think about feedback forms and surveys so that you can really understand where the speaker's at the right level. Did you love the food? Was the venue good? Is there any feedback that you've got on how the event could be better? What would you rate it out of 10? Those sorts of things. And so that you can really get better and better and better at the events that you're running. So I always get feedback from my participants, uh, even if it's an email following up with a survey monkey that has got like five questions, never make it too long. Otherwise you'll lose people halfway through. But just think about how, you know, what they say 
can help you to do things better next time. And it is really important to nurture your community and build relationships that matter. So if you are thinking about running events for your business, I hope that those tips have been helpful. As I said, all of those tips are going to be in the show notes. So all you have to do is go to theconnectionexchange.com forward slash episode 45, and you will be able to find those show notes as well. But really think about why running events could be great for your business, what the purpose of your event is, how you can plan for success. Really think about the nuts and bolts of your event. So the venue, uh, you know, your minimum spend cancellation policy and how much it's going to cost you before you put it out into the world so that you can make sure that you are covering your costs or running at a profit. Think about partners and promotion. Who can be the people around you who support you? Yeah. And And how can they help you to be successful as well? Think about at the event, what do you want the experience to be? Uh, And then also post-event as well. What is the follow-up and what is it that you can obviously continue to do to nurture those relationships? So I hope that that was helpful. And if you've got any questions, make sure you hit me up on Instagram at Suze Chadwick. You can send me a DM. If you listen to this and you found it helpful, then I'd love you to share it as well. And I have got one more request. I have entered the Australian Podcast Awards and I would love your vote. If you Google Australian Podcast Awards, you will find the link to be able to go and vote. All you have to do is register and then search for Brand Builders Lab and cast your vote. I would so appreciate that. That would be so amazing. Otherwise, you can head to my Insta at Suze Chadwick. And if you go to link in bio, then you can click on the top link and it will take you through to vote for that as well. But I have loved doing the podcast. I love doing the podcast. I'm not going anywhere. And it has really helped me build my community. It's helped get me clients. It's helped position me as a speaker. It's been one of the best things that I've done. And so I really wanted to celebrate that and put myself up for the Australian Podcast Awards because why not? And I would love it if you could help me out and vote. That would be amazing. But that's all I've got for you this week. I hope that that was helpful. Now you can obviously follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. And if you've got any questions, hit me up in the DMs, on Instagram. But until next time, have an awesome week and remember to keep playing big and branding bold.